Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where you learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. And we have got a great guest with us today. We're going to talk about a couple of interesting things. So this is all about team building. We're talking with Rob Buffington about how to look outside the industry for new talent and what to do and how to build the systems around uh, your team in an environment where a lot of agents have maybe some good intentions and intend to perform at a certain level, and then they don't end up actually doing what they commit to do, and they don't perform at the level they expect to perform at and how do you compensate for that with your team so we've got a lot of interesting things to dive into with rob we'll bring him in in just a second but for now the man the myth the legend the the ever-present hat wearing jeff Cohn. jeff how are you awesome hey i was reading a book yesterday feeling super humble um ego is the enemy is the book by yeah. ryan holiday uh talks a lot about people that have achieved or haven't achieved at a high level and the way Ego plays a negative role in that relationship. And I was thinking about Matt Johnson's introduction to me every single week, the man, the myth, and the legend. So I hope the audience knows in the beginning that was intended to be somewhat of a joke. It was a little bit comical. Um, Please don't think we take ourselves that seriously. I would like to become a legend. And the only legend I'd like to leave is that people know that my intention was to help them lead and live a life full of happiness and success. And that's based on how they chose to act each and every day. So that is the only legacy I want to leave. And I also just out of the sense of being humble, I want to say how wonderful Matt and Rob's hair looks today. They have full (laughs) heads of beautiful hair. Rob could be an LA movie star. Look at this guy. Uh, Super excited to chat with Rob today. Thank you, Rob, for coming on the show. Thank you. So, uh, so Rob, give people just a kind of a 60-second bio, who you are, where you are, and then we'll get into what your team looks like. Okay. So I started in the mortgage business in 2002. I uh, wrote loans for a couple years, and then I approached in 2004 a good friend of mine that owned a brokerage in the area uh, to get his mortgage business. And he basically said, why don't you get your real estate license and come work for me? Uh, he uh worked with him for a few years at a discounted brokerage firm so i got in front of a lot of people uh during the three years prior to the recession during the recession his company got dissolved he went into insurance i came over to what now is berkshire hathaway and i basically had to reinvent myself in 2008 so that's uh kind of a a little background on me (laughs) so what uh what does the team look like now uh, the team consists of three active agents and a full-time administrator, and then we have kind of an a la carte marketing person that we that we use. Gotcha. And you guys are running kind of a, is it a specialist model? Are they buyer or seller specialists? Correct. Yes, they can do both. So I haven't, uh, in the past, I've, I've, I've toyed with the, the idea of kind of pigeonholing uh, agents to one area of, of sales or the other, but it hasn't worked as far as the handoff. So for us, it just makes sense right now. Maybe when we grow, we may uh, look back on, you know, agents working just with buyers or just with sellers. Now, I primarily work with uh, just sellers, but that's pretty much the standard when you're the kind of the heavy of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Very what cool. percentage of the deals last year were your deals, Rob, versus your agent's deals? 
so we did uh, 25, just over 25 million. I did 15 of it, and the other agent did the other 10. Do you think that you'd be profitable if you stopped selling today and you yeah. just lived off your agents? That is a good question. I, I don't think I would lose money. Uh, Man, I'm just going like, right into it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think right. it's the CrossFit workout I just got done doing. I'm like, poor guy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I just did that same thing. So we both just That's came fun. off one. Oh, uh, nice. Something- Dude, the reason I ask is all of our listeners are in your same shoes. Most people yeah. run a rock star team where a majority of the sales are coming from the producer. I did exactly the same thing. So I, I appreciate you being honest about it and coming in and not lying and saying, oh, I don't do very many sales. People will say that and it's not true. So I think it's awesome, Rob, that you're showing up, being authentic today um, and talking to us about a lot of unique strategies of things you're currently implementing in your business. So we'll get into that. But it's a question that all of us need to ask ourselves. Could we, would we be profitable if we weren't servicing, if we weren't trading the time for the money? And oftentimes when people really dissect the numbers in their businesses, they probably wouldn't be profitable. So you don't have to answer it. I, 10 million, you're probably going to be tight at 10 million, but you're probably close to being profitable. Okay. Yeah, so, let's, uh, so let's start with uh, with kind of the, the experience that you've had, Rob, building out and growing the team and just your experience with agents because that's I want to start there because that affects the next step of what we talk about in terms of looking outside the industry. So, uh, you know, a lot of team leaders do have, you know, they, they struggle with the idea that agents have good intentions and, 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 you know, the best of intentions, good intentions, good goal setting sessions, you know, you'll have good coaching sessions, you'll have good recruiting meetings and they'll come in and the bottom line is they don't perform on a daily basis the way that they think that they will, right? Or the way that they commit to. Uh, so Rob, what's, what's your experience been uh, with, with agents over the years and, and how have you kind of shifted things to deal with that? Uh, well, I think, I mean, I've shifted a lot. So through coaching, I've uh, actually been, I've been held accountable, which makes me hold my agents accountable. So now we have weekly one-on-ones. I used to do bi-weekly meetings with the entire group, go over the numbers, uh, kind of mirror what Jeff's doing and have people talk about the leads that they've gotten. Yeah, are they converted? How are they working them? How can I help them, you know, get to a, a higher conversion? Uh, now I'm doing one-on-ones weekly always asking what their wants and needs are at those meetings and again holding them accountable which is something that i hadn't done for a long time i'm i'm coached through ers and so my coach andy is awesome and he's helped put things in place for me that has helped my team uh and hold everyone accountable ultimately and for those that don't know ers is elite real estate systems (laughs) 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 a lot of a lot of acronyms all right so so, let me dive into this quick so this accountability meeting rob you said you guys did that bi-weekly well yes correct yes and And now we're still doing that or are you just doing the one-on-one no we're still doing the bi-weekly meeting and then i do weekly one-on-ones with the agents and bi-weekly is every other week correct you know, that's yes. the correct way to say it. I used to always say bi-monthly. To me, that was <laughs> twice a month. It is bi-weekly every other week. So share with the audience what that meeting looks like. Of course, anyone that's been out to our workshop knows what that looks like with our team. Every team's a little different. Have you been um, out to the workshop, Rob? I couldn't remember if I had hosted you in Omaha. If you've seen our team meeting. I haven't. So okay. I've watched a lot of the online, uh, you know, your, your webinars you s- and whatnot. Yep. And you probably have access as well as an ERS client to our entire team building workshop video where I do believe we recorded that team meeting. But the thing that I wanted to point out that makes our meetings, I feel like, different than a lot of brokerage meetings I've been to. A lot of brokerage meetings, the agents are 
having a lot of side conversation, aren't respecting the leader, um, telling everyone about their new listing they have coming up. There's a lot of wasted space in that meeting. Agents won't go to your meetings if they don't find those meetings valuable. So what are some of the things that you feel like you do to get those agents committed to coming back every other week to show up and be a part of that accountability meeting as a group? Right. Well, I think part of it is like the group right now, we're reading the one thing. And so that's that's one of the things that we talk about, um, you know, at our biweekly meetings is just what they've gotten out of whatever chapter they're on. And uh, the other thing is we do go straight through the numbers where we at year to date. What do we need to hit? I've already set up business plans with each agent so they know where they're at. Uh, you know, year to date and how many leads they need to convert and, you know, how many leads they need to get. And then also there's like some accountability from my admin, you know, my admin also holds the agents accountable. Are you logging into the CRM? Are you flagging, you know, the leads the way that they need to be? Are you setting them up on a nurture or a drip or whatever the campaigns are? So there's a lot of accountability at those meetings. Uh, it's not, you know, kind of a meet and greet. We're going to hang out and, you know, right. I, I, I don't, I mean, we're, we're all about, let's get to our goal. What's your goal? What's your why? You know, I've listened to you a ton. So, and I know that that's where the, that's where it starts. Right. So yep. if I can get to what their why is, then I can help them get to their goal. Yep. And that's the fuel. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason they go show up every day. That's the reason they make their prospecting calls. They go on the appointments. They deal with all the heart heartache that we have in this industry. Right. Um, they've got to know what that why is. We have to know what our why is. Um, right. It's funny that the why question is coming up. I will um, comment and mention on every podcast leading up to the Team Building Summit, an event we're hosting in Omaha, May 8th, 9th, and 10th. The website is up. Matt will include it here on this live stream. Um, it's theteambuildingsummit.com. We have eight VIP team leader speakers from all over the country coming. They're all listed on the website. We have four keynotes. Uh, we partnered with Rockerbox, Viral Marketing, Dotloop, and then Boomtown is one of our sponsors. And we'll have uh, VIP keynotes from all of those companies' CEOs. So we're expecting a huge audience here in Omaha. Um, if you guys haven't seen this, go out to the website and check it out. Regular tickets are $297 for a two-and-a-half-day event. Um, we have wow, VIP tickets for four ninety-seven. dollars um, The VIP tickets are going to give you access to the VIP team leaders in a breakout Q&A session where you can ask any of these team leaders any questions you want, totally authentic. And then it'll also get you access to a VIP party at my house the second night of the event and front row seating. So I would recommend the VIP ticket to anyone that listens to this podcast. It's going to be a great time. And had to mention it because the theme of the entire event is why. Oftentimes, team leaders haven't even asked the question. Why are we a team leader? Why are we scaling? Why do we retain agents? Why would people want to partner with us through vending and and lending relationships. And I think what we're pointing out here is why would someone even go to that bi-weekly meeting? A lot of times team leaders think no one would show up and they won't if there's not value there. So you mentioned people come together, you you review a book, you go through numbers, you go through the admin numbers. So you have key leading indicators um, in different areas of your business that you can track. Is there anything anything else that you do at that meeting that you feel like is unique that creates value that gets people to want to come? Uh, well, you know, like uh, our past, we just had one uh, two days ago, and I talked about how can they grow their sphere. Uh, I have uh, 150 ways of how to grow your sphere. We talk about the different pillars of our business. Where's your business coming from? 
I'm really about tracking. I want to make sure that they're bringing in business as well as, you know, working the leads that I'm providing. But, you know, if they're not providing, if they're not bringing in business, then, you know, they are going to be a slower, especially right now in Michigan, it just slows down uh, during the winter time. So I'm really focused on helping them grow their business. I want to see them succeed. And so how can I get them there? Like you said, I, I want to provide value. So I'm always looking for ways to help them think outside the box. I also talk to them about niches. One of the ways that helped me get really become really successful in real estate is I focused on a niche around Michigan State University licensed rental properties, and then it branched out from there. So I talked to them. They're both newer agents. I said, what niches do you want to work? Let me help you get into that niche, and it, it will become yours. Sure. Love it. I love it. That's awesome. The cool, the cool thing, Rob, about the way you're spending your time with your team, and this is for anyone listening, it doesn't matter if there's two people in that room every other week or if there's 200 the message can be the same. And so when you look at your ability to scale, the things you're doing right now are so scalable. You can put everyone in one room. If you don't have the space, you can go rent out a space at a restaurant or wherever for this meeting. So don't people get so kind of, well, I don't have the space. It's like, yeah, you do. There's places you can meet with a group of people. The message is key and your ability to motivate because you've done it. You know what I mean? You're, you're, proof that you can create a niche market. You're proof that by making the calls, you're going to be able to generate the leads. Um, in this book, Ego is the Enemy, there's a section that talks about working hard and how today millennials, X and uh, Y generation want to act like they're working hard, but they have nothing to show for it. And they want to tell people about their successes before they've been successful. And they make a great point about a woodworker. And it says that you can judge a woodworker by the shavings that are on the ground. And so I think about real estate and what are what are our agents shavings? You know, what are the wood chips on the ground? And in my opinion, it always comes back to lead generation. How many calls? How many contacts? How many face to face appointments? How many listing presentations, buyer presentations? How many exclusive agency agreements and listing agreements? How many executed? And then how many commission checks did you earn? And people get so caught up in how many houses did you sell when the focus should be how many calls did you make? And that's the point of this this bi-weekly meeting. I hope soon I've challenged you on air that you do a weekly meeting and the psychology okay. behind it, it creates a dichotomy in which all of the agents throughout every week think, oh no, there's going to be an accounting. Not only will Rob meet with me one-on-one, -on -one, I can probably get through that, but all of my peers right. are gonna hear the work that I did. And in that lies something that I think very unique and very compelling which I could go into all sorts of like military slash Navy SEAL analogies and parallels, but I think it's from awesome that you guys background. are doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from, from all of our deep military backgrounds, yeah. Exactly. Uh. So, that's awesome, Rob. So talk, talk to the audience a little bit about that one-on-one. -on -one. I think it's an awkward meeting for someone that's never had one, um, especially someone maybe that's never been held accountable themselves to then go and have, hold yeah. someone else accountable. So you talked about how you have a coach coaching you which is extremely humble. You know, when I keep referring back to this book, Ego is the Enemy, you're allowing yourself to be held accountable and you're the leader doing 15 million a year, rock star agent making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Talk to the audience about that. How, why are you putting yourself through that when you probably wouldn't have to? Uh, the one-on-one -on -one meetings are, you know, critical as far as I, I really want to help my agents grow, and I that's how I grow. Uh, I really like to see them succeed. Uh, I've had agents on my team, and, you know, like one agent that uh, ended up going off on his own at the end of uh, 2017, and he and I became great friends. He worked with me for four years, but 
in the beginning, I asked him, what's your why? What's your goals? Uh, you know, during our one-on-ones back then, they weren't weekly, but I was always trying to get him to the level that he wanted to get to. When he mm-hmm. told me he was going off on his own, I said, you know what? I wish you well. You're going to be great. Uh, he's still a good friend. You know, obviously I want to retain agents, but I'm all about helping them succeed. You know, how can I help them grow? How can I help them get to the next level? And whatever that ne- next level looks like, I'll or always them. be able to. They'll yeah, define yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I can always hire and retain more bodies to work my leads because there's people approaching me all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I can just help one person at a time, you know, it's it's that old saying, offer more in value than you get back in return. And I'm all about it. So and, and yep. I try to do that with not only with my clients, but also with the agents on my team. Yep. Let me make a point here. Um, something that comes to my mind is 10 years ago, if I were listening to this podcast, I'd be rolling my eyes about all this value talk. And I'd be like, it's all about the money. He wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't about the money. And I want to make the point that obviously that's true. We have to be compensated for our time. Money flows to value. doesn't matter what it is. If it's a product you're buying on Amazon, people buy the product that gets the highest ratings on Amazon or the most reviewed. You go to the restaurant that gets the most reviews on Yelp, the most five-star reviews. It's the same thing in real estate. It's the same thing with what brokerage someone chooses to go to. So Rob's creating insane value knowing money will flow back to him. But it's the intention that builds an organization. It's the it's the authenticity and the desire to help people achieve at a higher level. And that's not about money. That's about leading and living and fulfilling a life of one's dreams. And that's unique. There's not a lot of organizations I've seen in residential real estate that create that type of a culture. So I think we dive a little into culture, Rob. It sounds like you guys have done a phenomenal job building a culture outside of those one-on-one accountability meetings and the team accountability meeting. What are some of the things you guys are doing? You mentioned the book, uh, books that you're yep. reading, maybe a book club. What else are you doing outside of that to you know, strengthen your team's bonds? Yeah, we do. Uh, like we just went to one of our one of our team members was in. Uh, he played the beast, uh, the beast in Beauty and the Beast, and so we all went as a team. Wow. He's, he's awesome. pretty amazing. He's a great singer. He sings at our church. Uh, so wow. we went as uh, a team with all the couples, and we went to watch him in his play, and then we went out to dinner afterwards, and we just had a real quality time. It's just all about. You know, we're 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 a tight knit family, and I'm very uh, focused on keeping that the way that it is. I mean, there's only four of us on the team, and I do we we all want to grow the team, but we're also you know we have people come to us all the time, and if they're not a good culture fit with what we already have, we're 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 just not we're not going to bring them on. We're not going to jeopardize what we currently have. Uh, we also have done some escape room type things, um, you know, movies. Uh, we're going to do a putt-putt golf outing. Uh, you know, one of the agents on my team lives on a golf course, and they have a 18-hole putt-putt uh, golf course that we're going to do as a team. So we're we're all about team building as well. That's awesome. I've heard. Um, I'm going to kind of switch gears and go down a rabbit hole here. But in the rental world, I I buy a lot of rental property. And someone once told me, always be sure you buy rentals that you'd be willing to live in because one day you may have to. I would say the same thing with the agents you recruit. Always be sure to recruit agents that you have, might have to spend time with because one day you might have to spend time with them. And somebody, Matt, maybe that was on our show recently said that they would determine if someone was a good culture fit by deciding if they'd want to spend a week with that person on the team trip in Mexico or in yeah. Hawaii or wherever they might go. 
And I have to be honest, I've had agents come and go that I wouldn't have wanted to spend five minutes next to the pool with. That's probably not the right culture fit. But yeah, you, right. you choose to bring them on because you think, man, an extra 10 deals, an extra right. 20 deals, another body you know, yeah. to build my ego. I'm now up to 20 agents, 50 agents. So I think it's right. fascinating. You're choosing to take your time, even though there's probably a lot of people that would want to come and align with you. Um, and I think it's great you're going out and supporting them at the play and everybody has a thing that's important to them right. that's neat that your whole team's rallying around that thing um i would mm -hmm. recommend as for any team leaders listening do something once a month i don't care if you're a two-person team or a hundred-person team have a, some type of an event it doesn't have to be something you pay for you can like the beauty and the beast i'm sure everyone bought their own tickets to go to that event right. you don't have to have people to your house you don't have to pay for a dinner sometimes you can do that but it doesn't have to be every time we do happy hour. We do movie theaters. We, you know, there's lots of different things and not everyone has to go either. It's just make some, you know, make these opportunities available to help people become friends instead of it just being business relationships. Right. I totally agree. Cool. Love it. Well, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about uh, recruiting outside the industry. So Rob, why don't you share your experience? You've got a, you know, speaking of a small team, I mean, half of the the people that are on your team are, you know, you didn't recruit them as, as agents and just, they just joined your team and now just keep right on rolling. So uh, what are their backgrounds and, and why did you bring them onto the team? So uh, the agent that I talked about that was on my team for four years, I hired him in 2000, uh, well, then uh, 2013. And basically, he was a necessity hire. I ran into, uh, he's someone that went to his, his girlfriend, now wife's parents went to my church. And I ran into his girlfriend at a local tea, tea shop. And I said, man, she asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm overwhelmed. And she said, well, my, you know, my fiance is selling cars over at this auto dealership and he's thinking about switching gears. And I said, well, give him my phone number. And, you know, I talked to him at the time he was 18, uh, which was a lot of people said, well, he's way too young to get into the business. But I, I groomed him for four years. He became, you know, a phenomenal agent. And, you know, he had some sales experience, but not anything real estate related. And, you know, a lot of it was accountability, but was teaching him about the business as well. So the other gentleman that I hired last year, was an inside sales rep for State Farm, also attends my church. Uh, he walked by me one time, said, you know, it looks like you're doing well. I see you on Facebook and, you know, I'm thinking about switching gears. I want to get out of 60 hours a week stuck behind a desk. And I said, well, you know, let's have coffee. Uh, he came on the middle of almost a year ago, exactly right now. He came on the, well, came on the middle of March in 2017 and he did closed out 8 million uh, by December 31st. And he's wow. just a rock star on the phone. He wasn't afraid of the phone. Um, the other, my administrator, she came from title. So I uh, hired her from a title company. She has great admin experience and she knows title. Uh, so she's been, she's been a, really the glue that holds the back end together. That's awesome. Yeah. Off air, we were having a conversation about finding people, not necessarily from within the real estate industry, but with sales background. Um, and I'd also like to challenge that mindset. And Matt Johnson and I haven't even had an opportunity to do this before. So this will be interesting. And I would like to challenge the mindset um, to say that I think more important than the sales background is client services or customer service background. I think sales can be taught. I think customer service can't because I think customer service comes from within. It has to be a true, um, what is it, servant leader mindset, which comes from the heart, whereas sales I don't think is necessarily something inherent. I think it can be taught the skills from selling. And the only last point, Matt, before you rebut and Rob, I'd love you to weigh in on this as well, would be, oh, um, uh, man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you in a minute. So let's <laughs> stay with that. Yeah, jump, jump. Oh, I know. 
No, I lost it. Go right, ahead, okay. Matt. And then I'll jump back in on it. That's a good point. Oh, that's funny. No, I uh, that's that's interesting. I've never heard you say that, and that is the last thing I thought I'd ever hear out of your mouth, Jeff. I'm very surprised. I mean, I agree that the ideal is a salesperson with a servant heart and a servant mindset. Uh, I think that's um, I, I don't know, man. I don't agree that you will find that most of the time by going to people with a customer service background. And I used to train, and that's coming from someone who used to train customer service reps for one of the, you know, a couple of the big companies in Omaha. Um, most of those people would be wildly unsuitable for sales, which is why they're in customer service and not in sales. And so I feel like, it, you know, I, it was something we, we were trying to figure out who it was that said on a previous episode of the podcast that most, I would say 80% of agents come into the business and have no foundation of sales experience or sales training. Uh, and I think I know who it was. It was the gentleman, um, uh, the sales manager for uh, for Ryan Finch's team. Oh, and his name right. escapes me at the that moment. Was, that was a really good podcast. Yes. So go, go back. The and, point he made was that the, the statistic, I think, where they say, you know, 80% of agents after two years, net, you know, are out of the business. Yeah. But he challenged that mindset and said, what about if you looked at the salespeople that came in, what percentage of those yes. are out of the business? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you disagree a little bit. I, yeah, I disagree. I, th I think it's, yes. I think you absolutely can't, you'd be better off screening salespeople for ethics and morals than trying to get, than trying to teach customer service people or people with a servant heart how to be salespeople. So yeah, I think there's definitely, and this goes back to, you know, how you make people productive in kind of a solo practitioner environment where it really is up to them and their perform, their, just their daily in and out performance of, of how they, well they do. Uh, it really does come down to as a leader, you have to bring personal development value to the relationship. Like if you can't motivate them, if you don't have the ability to train them on how to build their own personal system of performance or their own standard of operating performance, you're going to be, it's going to be very tough for you to build a team. Yep. I agree. So I, I did remember the other point I wanted to make as the final point to why I think client services is more important when it comes to sales. And I've said this probably on this podcast. I say it a lot to my team. There's only one sale in a real estate transaction and it's not the sale of the house. It's the sale of convincing a potential buyer or seller to work with you. The rest mm -hmm. of the experience is customer service. And so really, we're probably talking on, we're, we're having a semantics conversation. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that made the car salesman so successful is that car salesmen make 50 outbound calls a day. Car salesmen work 10 hours a day. They shovel snow in places that snow. They do all the tough jobs. They're humble. Um, they're hardworking. They, put, they grind it out. That's what makes them unique. The, 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 the techniques of actually convincing someone to buy something. That's what I think of when I hear sales. You know, mm -hmm. it's someone that is slick, slick tongue, fast talker, um, maybe convincing someone to do something that they don't want to do. That's not what real estate is. <laughs> I was say, Greg, so it, Greg Harrelson would yell at you for even saying that right now. Really? Um, <laughs> yes. if, were there times that I could maybe persuade someone to do buy one house over another or right. buy now versus waiting six months? Sure. But at the end of the day, people are making that final decision. They choose to work with me because I save them time and money um, and and I take all the hassle away. So it's a customer service business. So it's, it's interesting. I think we're talking about the same thing. We find salespeople that have customer service built in. And so it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's something I wanted to point out because we're going to have Lance Loken on the show in the next couple of months. And they've had a lot of luck recruiting outside of the real estate industry to find their their sales reps. And I think there's two competing 
approaches. And I think it depends which one you take depends on what kind of structure of the team that you built, which is you've got the approach of, of taking people that have been a successful salesperson in another field, but they can make more money or have a better lifestyle in real estate. And Rob, that's, a, you know, your guy at, at State Farm is a great example of that, right? And then you've got the other people where if you have the right team structure, you can take somebody that has more of a corporate background and maybe they were an account manager, an account rep, um, maybe like an inside salesperson or more of a relationship manager or something like that for a larger company. And if you move them into a structure in real estate where you have a lot of the lead generation on the front end and a lot of client service on the back end taken care of, you can plug them right into that gap and they can hit the ground running. And I think from based on what I, what I understand at this point, that's kind of what Lance Loken's team has done, which has allowed them to be massively successful. But you really do have to have both of those pieces figured out. And Jeff, that's what you guys have done with Omaha's yep. Elite. You've, you've got the front end lead gen piece figured out and you've got the whole back end, the marketing, the client service piece. So really agents, all they have to do is just the relationship part. And that's why, like when you say, you know, let's go out and find customer service people that we can teach how to sell. I think that's right. why that works is you're plugging yep. into the very, very specific gap in the system. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So speaking to client services, and then Rob, I'd love to hear you weigh in on this. The client services roles that we've found to be very successful in residential real estate in Omaha has been anyone that's in the service industry, service industries like bartending, waiters and waitresses, even massage therapists. Like I, I think of like there's 10 industries where it's just serving people and that's the entire focus. But Matt, you, you nailed it. I mean, we have a lot of it. Not only do we provide the leads, we teach agents how to create their own. And if mm -hmm. someone went into an uh, organization, which most agents enter into a brokerage organization where there aren't a lot of solutions to teach that agent how to generate leads, if they don't have sales background, they're going to burn out. But like yeah. you said, with Lance Loken's team, our team, and a lot of other great examples, with someone that's teaching them how to generate leads, like Rob had talked about teaching people how to create niche markets and then mm -hmm. also generating internet leads, it, it kind of takes the sales piece out of it where the only sale is convincing that person to sign an yeah. exclusive agency agreement or a listing agreement. Rob, what do you think? <laughs> that's all right. So and I, I just like hijacked for the last three days. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. So I, you know, the the other thing that we've done is, you know, I like the book Good to Great, and I'm all about making sure that the right people are on the bus and the bus mm -hmm. is moving in the right direction. So yeah. earlier, uh, toward the end of last year, I had a person that was in an admin role on our team. And she was expressing some interest in sales. And so we transitioned her. She had been an admin before I hired her for another company for a top producing firm that was doing about 50 million a year. I hired her to be my admin. She wanted more. She wanted to earn more. She, you know, thought that she could do sales. She's now in a sales role within the team. Uh, she's an active agent and she is phenomenal in her current position. So she was good as an admin, but she's even better as a as a sales rep. So I think sometimes you can just take people from within. You know, I know uh, Omaha's Elite has a huge, you know, um, um, amount of people that work on your team. And so you could take, I mean, I don't know, yeah. uh, but there's there's people within the team that may be a better fit. I That's think probably sometimes. true. Sure. Yeah. sure. Yeah. Good point. I do want to make mention, and I know, Rob, you and I chatted about the team building workshop for anyone that comes on our show as a guest, you can actually come for free. I know as an ERS member, it's only $9.97, but now that you're on today, you get to come check it out anytime for free. So please come on out. Our next okay. two workshops that are on our calendar are March 26th and April 23rd. You just go to the team building workshop. Actually, it's a, uh, what is it, Matt? It's not the team, it's the teambuildingworkshop.com. 
No, there's still. I actually yeah. took a blank on I, I took it. <laughs> just go, go to Elite Real Estate. Elite, yeah, Real go to Elite Real Estate, Estate Systems. Systems. We know back on. Yes. Click on Workshop. It's I don't there. know what the, word, what the shortcut link is. Now. I know. <laughs> I don't either. And then um, the thing that I wanted to just mention to, to anyone that hasn't heard us before yet is we're going to go deep for an entire day, and I'm going to spend about half the day with you. You'll get to spend a day, uh, about an hour and a half of that day with my direct two direct reports. Uh, one of them is our operations manager who handles all, handles all the back office, and then the other is our success manager who Rob is coaching with right now, Andy, who handles pretty much a lot of the office management and one-on-one um, -on -one accountability meetings. And so you get all sorts of perspectives from a high DI, an SC, and an IS, so all the different DISC personality types in one day. And then you also get to watch us do our team accountability meeting with a real, it's a real meeting where we go around the room and hold everybody accountable, and you can kind of see the way that I lead that meeting. So would love for anyone listening to come check that out. If you're not an Elite Real Estate Systems client, the cost for the, that workshop, that full-day workshop, is $2,997. So come check it out March 26th or April 23rd. Very great. Cool. And uh, Rob, uh, let people know kind of, again, the area that you serve and what's the best way to keep you in mind for referrals and how do we reach out if we've got something for you? Perfect. So we serve the greater Lansing area, uh, home of Michigan State University, where our office is actually in East Lansing. And the easiest way to reach us is either on Facebook underneath Buffington Real Estate Group or uh, LansingAreaRealEstate.com. So pretty easy. Very, very cool. Awesome. Well, Rob, we really, really appreciate it. That was a fun uh, conversation that I know a lot of team leaders will get a lot of benefit from and going through a lot of the same things that you and Jeff have both, you know, gone through and come out successfully the other side. So we're excited to see kind of where your team is growing. And as the team grows, obviously, we'd love to have you come back and share the experience of getting to that next level as you work with Elite Real Estate Systems and, and going through the live stream program and coaching with Andy. And just we'd love to hear more about your experiences uh, down the road, kind of as as the team grows. Uh, Jeff, I know we talked about the workshop. Anything else that we want to uh, to mention before we sign up? Yeah, just a reminder, the teambuildingsummit.com. Sign up May 8th, 9th, and 10th. We'd love to try to fill that room with a couple hundred agents. Um, people focus on building teams. It's the first ever team exclusive event. Everything's going to be team centric. And then also just a reminder, if you found any value in today's podcast or any others, please give the person we interviewed a shout out and rate us on iTunes. iTunes. iTunes, iTunes, iTunes. Um, you can just give us a five-star review and something about how you found value in the episode, and that will help more people find this podcast. And I don't, I don't think there's anything else out there like this where the whole focus is building teams. So, Rob, thank you again for coming on. We were able to talk about things every time. We feel, I feel like we've talked. We talk about new stuff, and it's crazy when you start getting into the hundreds of interviews, and there's still more to talk about. So, you brought up some really great things, Rob. I love seeing that. You're adopting the biweekly accountability meetings and that you're leading the one-on-one -on -one meetings. Of course, from a leverage conversation, eventually you'll find someone, you'll find your Andy to take over that role for you. But I think it's fascinating you're doing it. And like Matt said, we'd love to get you back on in six months from now and have some success stories to share from plugging into everything Elite Real Estate Systems. Perfect. Sounds great. Awesome, yes. Thanks, man. Well, again, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening live. We appreciate it. And uh, like Jeff said, make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show, all that good stuff. And we will see you on the next episode.